Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to Upvoted No Sleep, where OP, the solemn sage, writes. I've always described my husband Derek as a bit of an introvert, but that's not entirely correct. He's gregarious, funny, and charming, but you really have to break past an initial layer of shyness to get to the real him. <laughs> I laugh because if we hadn't started talking through text first, I doubt I would have discovered that part of him. He really brought his whole self to our date, and it was history after that. He's had his core group of friends for a while, but after we moved out of state for work, he has definitely struggled. I always made friends pretty easily and love meeting people. He was fine for a time coming to events and hanging out with my friends, but after a year or so, he said he started to miss having a regular friend group of his own. His other friends would visit, but they were far, and I sympathized. I encouraged him to get out there in some hobby groups of his, and to be fair, he really did. But nothing resulted in anything long-term outside the days the groups met up. Oh, didn't you say he always wanted to learn how to DJ? My friend Cindy exclaimed. She was one of the three women I met up with regularly for book club. Yeah, I think he makes really good playlists, but I think that obsession comes from what he thinks was a missed opportunity. What's stopping him now? Sarah asked as she sat back and brought a wine glass to her lips. Mostly money. We're just in catch-up mode from school right now, so not a lot of extra spending cash. I thought so, but that's why I asked, Cindy said because I know of a club that meets up every Friday night, brings their equipment, and practices. My sister went once, but said it wasn't her scene. Knowing her, she probably took a little longer than she preferred to catch on. But since most of the equipment is provided, that's a major barrier gone. I was pretty excited at the news, but that paled in comparison to the glee on his face. His first night out, he couldn't stop talking about the group, how talented everyone was, and that the whole mood of the room changed when he got the chance to practice with one of his playlists. Honestly, they were welcoming, but a bit distant when I first came, but I think I really won them over. They even meet once a month for dinner. One of the guys said a lot of people usually disappear after the first month, but they hoped I would come back and become a regular member. For the next couple weeks, things were great. I saw a shift in his mood for the better, and he carried himself with so much more confidence. I went ahead and told him we could forego our usual date night so he could go to the first dinner with his new friends. I think he went through multiple outfits that night before I just grabbed a button up off the floor. Selfishly, it was my favorite of his. Don't stress over clothes. They obviously like you for you and your taste in music. Besides, if it was all about your clothes, they would have kicked you out a long time ago. I chuckled and gave him a kiss. You just don't understand the geek chic look I'm going for, 
Not everyone understands fashion. It's okay. Derek smirked and returned my kiss, then headed out. He checked in later in the night to let me know they had talked him into going to a small venue where other musicians, DJs, and professionals frequented. I wasn't familiar, but I recognized I didn't know much about the underground music scene here. Derek returned at around 2 a.m., a bit disheveled, but had clearly had fun. A couple of his friends had driven him home and helped him up to our door. A striking couple, the man introduced himself as Jamie, and a woman, who I assumed to be his girlfriend, said she was Natalie. She wrapped herself around Jamie's arm as soon as they got Derek to the door and apologized for letting him have a bit too much fun. I told him it was more than fine and reached out to help him inside. Before he crossed our entryway, Jamie grabbed his arm and dropped keys into his hand. Don't want to forget this. We carpooled and your car should still be at the restaurant. Thought it would be less of a hassle since it's closer to you guys than whatever club we ended up at. I thanked them and could smell the faint scent of alcohol as I helped Derek inside. We headed toward our bedroom and he recounted the parts of the night he could remember. I noticed as he talked that he kept massaging between his neck and right shoulder. I asked him to let me see and gasped. <gasps> what happened, Derek? This is horribly bruised. If someone tried to give you a hickey, they did an awful job. There were even specks of blood on his collar. Derek looked at me confused. He honestly had no idea anything was even there and thought it was just sore from a drunk incident. The place was pretty rowdy, and I do vaguely remember a sharp pain and my vision spinning. Before I knew what happened, Natalie had sat me down on one of the couches. People were pretty riled up and tried to get me to celebrate someone's birthday or something, but Jamie got them to leave me alone while I got it together. I was relieved he was okay, but didn't feel great that he was hurt for God knows what reason, and decided to leave it alone so we could get some sleep. The next few days were definitely odd, to say the least. On the first day after his night out, Derek could barely keep his eyes open and kept complaining about how bright everything was. He was usually an all-blinds-fully-open-as-much-as-possible kind of guy, much to my chagrin. I thought it was also odd because it wasn't particularly bright out that morning, but I passed it off as a hangover. The second day, he had trouble staying awake during the day. Derek was never a morning person and always a bit of a night owl, but this sluggishness seemed extreme. He was fully awake by the evening throughout the early morning. Since we weren't sure what was going on yet, he was able to get accommodations to work his new odd hours. Since he worked from home, it wasn't too much trouble. It would have to do until our doctor could come back with anything useful. On the third night, we were out on a date, but he didn't eat very much. He said he was fine with a couple of drinks and an appetizer he barely ate any of. On the fourth night, his normal chestnut skin had become washed and dulled of color. Even his usually bright brown eyes had lost some of their luster, but were simultaneously sharper, more focused. 
It was like he watched where you were headed instead of where you currently were. On the fifth night, Derek had accidentally broke every glass he held while doing dishes. And on the sixth, he started to complain how dry his throat was. No matter how much he drank and tried to eat, he said he didn't feel satisfied. It was on the seventh night that his friends showed up to pick him up for another jam session. They had never done this before, and I wasn't too keen on him going since we still had no idea what was going on, but it also seemed like a night out would do him some good. Honestly, I also felt like I needed a break to decompress and think of what else we could do to find out what was happening. I fell asleep faster than I intended and was startled awake by an urgent rapping at our door. I went downstairs and saw Derek through the peephole and opened it. I covered my mouth in horror. Blood stained Derek's shirt, and as my mind came back, I saw it was on his face as well. He braced himself on the doorframe and said, Can I come in? I didn't know what it was, but despite my love for this man, something visceral in my body kept my mouth shut. I just stared for a few moments and slowly closed the door. He knocked again. Please, Trish, let me in. I just want to talk. I just... Look, I know this sounds weird, but if you come to the club with me, you can find out what's going on with me. They said they'd make an exception for you and let you inside. I had no idea what he was talking about. I barely heard what he said over the voice in my head screaming for me to keep him outside. I sat on the ground and stared ahead as he kept knocking and trying to convince me to go with him. I finally found it in me to creep back upstairs. I thought I was quiet, didn't make a sound, but he raised his voice for me not to go. I'm sitting in our room now and I'm absolutely terrified. I don't know what to do. I drew our blinds closed because not long after being up here, I heard a soft, firm tapping on our bedroom window. I turned and saw Derek effortlessly hanging from the outside wall, his eyes no longer pleading but sharp and hungry. I couldn't think while those eyes dissected me. I don't know what to do. The voice in my head telling me to keep him outside is getting quieter while his voice is even more prominent. Tap, tap, tap. Trish, love, tell me I can come in. Tap, tap, tap. Let me in, Trish. Tap. Let. Tap. Me. Tap. In. And that was an upvoted no-sleep story by O.P. the Solemn Sage. Sweet dreams. <laughs>